And you're back with the Couchless Call podcast. I'm your host, Jake, where I am catching up on some of the PS4 games that I've missed over the past, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years, however long the PS3, PS4 has been out. I think The Last of Us originally came out on PS3, if I'm right. This is the, I think it was the remastered version for the PS4. And I didn't realize that until now, so maybe... Maybe I should go back and check on some PlayStation 3 games that I missed. Maybe something from God of War. It's the... I can't really think of any other franchises that I was... I missed out on. But then again, that was a long time ago. I've been thinking about what I need to to do next after catching up on those PS4 games that I missed. Let me crank up my volume. Sorry that it's dark. I, uh, I'm keeping it dark because it keeps me on edge while I'm playing this game. Kind of like being scared a little bit. It's a love-hate relationship. Uh, regrettably, I played a little bit more of the game since the since I put out the last podcast. And of course, that's where all the biggest plot points happens, right? Uh... <laughs> uh Last time it was stumbling upon those brothers that was just heartbreaking to see what went through there. And the last podcast, all it was, was looking on the outside of a uh, the science building that we're looking for the whole time. And it was pretty anticlimactic up until two minutes after I stopped recording the podcast. And... So I wish I didn't. I could have went back and played it, but uh, I feel like it could have been disingenuous. Or it doesn't really matter. I could go back. I just didn't want to. Why do I? Why am I lying? I didn't come up with some reason to not go back, but uh, I'll go ahead and recap it. It gives me something to talk about. And the uh, So I left you guys at the science building, and it was very anticlimactic. Uh, we looked around, there was nobody there. We were expecting to find some scientists that we could deliver Ellie to, right? Uh, so they could try to find a cure or at least take a look at her and see what makes her unique and why she didn't turn after getting bit. Uh, so we explored it. All we found were empty labs. We did find uh, a couple of notes and kind of hinting at what had exactly happened. After I started playing again, uh, I found a couple other things to note. Uh, two recorders that cleared up everything. They so all the scientists they they left and went back to Salt Lake City. Here, let me, we'll pause that there so I can catch you up and so y'all don't have to be confused if you're actually following for the gameplay. Uh, so we walked through the science building, we found a couple of notes, just kind of detailing what people were doing there, and eventually the, the labs got packed up and people left back to a facility in Salt Lake City, Utah. After... 
uh, we find this out by listening to a recorder and one of the scientists who stayed behind detailed what happened and where people went. Uh, another recorder that we played after Maybe that was in the podcast. Oh, well. Uh, so the second recorder we played, we found that he, the scientist, uh, was charged with killing a bunch of monkeys that they were experimenting on to, to find a cure. And he couldn't do it. He, he let them out to just leave, go free. Uh, but he got bit. So he ended up. Uh, dying, I, you know, now that I think about it, he might have been uh, <laughs> shriveled up jerky body inside one of the rooms before, before we went off. The So right before I left you guys last time, we had discovered what happened, and now we're getting ready to leave the building, right? And a group of bandits entered the building. And so, you know, we just, the, the standard gameplay, right? Like you're working your way through, you're trying to get out, you got to kill the bandits to get out of there. Uh, who knows why they want to kill you? And we do find that out. <laughs> the, uh, so we're getting through the building and we end up getting in a fist fight and one of the bandits shoves Joel on the second floor against a railing made of glass with a steel pipe on top. And you're struggling to get free, and he breaks through, and you fall to the first floor, uh, landing on a piece of rebar. Moon. Who's Moon? Oh. <laughs> What's going on, bro? But, uh... So we landed on a piece of rebar, and Ellie's trying to pull you out of it. Ellie can't get you out at first, and somebody comes, tries to come through the door, and so I know you're all groggy, yeah, trying to get through the... I mean, you just got impaled by this piece of rebar. Uh, to shoot one of the attackers, and Ellie manages to get the other one. So you guys prolonged the time that you had to get out of there and gave Ellie enough time to pull you off the rebar and try getting you out of the out of the building and so you're slowly stumbling through kind of going in and out of consciousness and finally you after shooting a couple more people you get through the front doors it's it's super dramatic the the lights keep fading in and out for Joel and when you get outside you run into one last guy who's trying to steal your horse and I think this might be the first time that they gave one of the bandits non-standard dialogue. Like most of the time, you know, like playing video games, it's like, ah, oh, he's over there. Like, oh, I hear something, whatever. They they decide to program to the game. And this time he says, like, you killed my friends. And so now, I, I don't know why, but it did kind of resonate a little bit. Like, uh, not resonate like I felt for him, but... They just registered that he said something different. And so Ellie shoots him. You guys jump on the horse and take off. Joel falls off the horse and the screen blacks out. 
and it says winter, I believe. So indicating we're heading into a new chapter. And it opens up with Ellie out in the middle of a snow-covered forest. Uh, she had just shot a rabbit, and she needs to go look for something else. She says that this isn't going to last us a while. So moments after, she sees a deer or, or something <laughs> passing by, and she decides to go hunt it down. And after, uh, she shoots it a couple times with the bow, and now we're chasing it down to try to find where it's going to stop. We find it in the middle of, it It looks like some kind of milling yard or, or something like that. There's a couple of, of uh, wooden structures with tent roofs. And two other people show up. And so Ellie is, is now super aggro. Like we knew she kind of was aggro beforehand, but now she uh, she pulls her bow on them and, and starts yelling them. Uh, mother F this, mother F that. Says, uh, basically starts threatening them, threatening them, get them away from the deer. They try to cut a deal with her and <laughs> gets a, uh, she ends up bartering for medication for Joel. Uh, she doesn't say who it's for. She just says she needs medication and also haggles them out of the rifle that they have. And so still super aggressive. One of the two guys is sent off to go pick up the supplies. So uh, leaving Ellie and one of the other men to kind of take shelter in a shed while it's super cold. And they start a fire and they start talking. And some zombies show up and they start, they have to hold their own. Uh, they get pinned down in that building and they decide to move on through the mill because it doesn't stop or stops momentarily, but before it keeps up, they take off. And so they keep on going through the mill. Uh, you run through some clickers, a little bit of trying to run through mazes, and the whole time, like, you feel a little bit more of a disadvantage because you're you're Ellie instead of Joel for some reason. I don't know, maybe that was just me. But there were things on your HUD that were missing, like your, your health bar wasn't shown. You didn't have all the same weapons. All you had was the hunting rifle and your, your bow. You eventually run into some bottles and stuff like that. You can create some Molotovs and just a couple other things, but you're totally not at your uh, full capabilities like you are with Joel. You just, you have more weapons and stuff like that. Mao. Thanks, Mao. And uh, so you end up fighting your way through kind of a small horde that ends up attacking you, and you you return back to where the fire was to to sit there and wait out for the supplies to get back. And the guy starts probing around and says, uh, "We heard of a, a crazy guy protecting a girl." had killed a whole bunch of his crew who was sent off to collect supplies. And he starts collect, uh, connecting the dots. Or at least he knows about it, and now he's mentioning it to Ellie. Uh, thinking that she fits the profile. 
And so the guys kind of are at a disagreement with each other, the one who went with, to get the supplies. And the older gentleman says to let her go. They give her the supplies. She takes off. Uh, Ellie doesn't suspect a thing, but when she gets back to Joel to treat him with the medication, she hears some people outside, and it ends up being those two guys and some more of their folks. And now she's connecting the dots that they're there to kill Joel. But, uh, and so she tries to divert attention. She jumps on the horse and she takes off. She's, she's riding to the house and there's dozens of people. Every turn, every twist you take, uh, you're trying to go faster, but somebody comes down the stairs. Uh, other people are coming out behind cars. They're not zombies, they're people. And, and so you're kind of in this frantic mode. You're trying to dodge. You're trying to go under trees, trying to avoid these people uh, who are also shooting at you. Eventually, they do get your horse and you fall off uh, like a small cliff off the side of the road, probably like eight feet or something like that. <laughs> like I know video game dynamics, <laughs> you could tell exactly how far you fall by a video game. But anyhow, it seems like it was eight feet or something like that. You... Uh, you fall off and you get up and now you're trying to run uh, away from these bandits who are shooting at you and uh, you take shelter in this small cabin and you start moving through you're picking up more ammo some arrows and things of the sort and so you make your way through this small uh, lakeside cottage area you're trying to take down people silently and you get through to the other side of this cottage area and you move through like this small little touristy area and on the other side of the tourist area the whole time you're fighting more people you're trying to get through a building and Soon you get uh, blindsided by one guy, uh, the same guy that you're bartering with, the old man. And uh, I think he hits you with a pipe. It's, it's kind of fuzzy to me now. But uh, you end up waking up in a makeshift prison cell to seeing somebody butcher up uh, another person. You don't know if it's a zombie or if it's a person. We still don't know. And... So again, how aggro she is, she starts cussing out the guy and this, this butcher calls in that same older gentleman that was bartering with you and now he's kind of pleading his case to, it, it seems facetious to, to get her to give up Joel, but she doesn't and she's starting to suspect some foul play with this thing that was getting chopped up, man. And, and now you're... I haven't seen The Walking Dead or any of the other zombie a series. Just, just movies and stuff like that. But I don't think I've seen... The... This happened before where people just turn into cannibals. Or resort to cannibalism. But he... Uh, Ellie's talking to this guy... And he's trying to win her over. It's it's very strange. It gives like the pedal, pedal vibes. He's he's sitting there talking to her, saying how loyal she is and how he can put in a good word with the rest of his uh, his group, his clan, whatever he referred to him as. 
saying that it was okay for her to come around or or whatever trying to sweeten the pot and even like the pedo vibes he grabs her hand and is like oh you're you're special <laughs> it, was, it was pretty gross and uh the whole time he keeps asking her like what her name is and <laughs> and she all she does when he grabs her hand she actually i think she grabs it she kind of switches her hand that was underneath to the top and <laughs> breaks her finger. It's as you could tell her that the, the little girl, Ellie broke your fingers. And so at some point in the conversation, Ellie's was expressing her disgust for what they were doing about cutting up a person saying that they chopped him up into little bits. And before he walks away, uh, he says, how did you put it? Little bits. And walks out of the room and before he opens the door just says, I'll see you in the morning. Kind of indicating, you know, they were going to do the same thing to her. Uh, and so immediately after this, we, we switch back to Joel, and <laughs> which is why I'm so irritated. Man, like we could, I could have played that and kept it on the podcast the whole time, but whatever. Here we are. I, the, the real reason that I, I didn't go back and replay it for the podcast, I just trying to make some headway in here. I wanted to finish this back in October, but work and family stopping by kind of, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But here we are. We're with Joel back looking for Ellie, and he knows nothing about this. Uh, Ellie gave her, him, some uh, the antibiotics for a very shoddy, stitched-up uh, job that Ellie had to perform. And so this is the first time that Joel's been conscience during or conscious during this whole thing i am happy to be back live though i haven't done the last couple episodes live no particular reason i just think i uh well, these lights weren't on before Yeah, I didn't record the last, uh, like, two, maybe three live. Not for any particular reason. It's kind of interesting. I wish I knew a little bit more about uh, quantum physics. <laughs> I keep getting these articles pushed to my phone that's kind of about quantum physics. But within a different context. That's before we keep going. We should probably get some more. I don't think I have anybody in my fantasy football lineup playing tonight. It's all right. But Amber and I were talking about it a few weeks ago. Hell, it might have been a month ago now. She was talking about the process of, of something getting named. Whether that be like a person, a place, or a thing. 
I have a feeling my TV's not on the video game setting. About to find out. It ain't. But I think I just messed up the whole feed. And we're back. And how naming something kind of... Not that it speaks it into existence, but... Like, in terms of something being, of its existence being acknowledged. Know what I mean? Like, kind of more in an abstract ideal. Uh, like, for an easy example, Amber's been studying a very niche aspects, not niche, that's even, even wrong, very specific types of racism lately and a lot of it has to do with like uh, how people have access to food and whether or not they actually have the access and is that food healthy is it not come on Joel. sorry that deep thought has to wait a second something let's go but yeah how how kind of important it is for things to be named especially when there are people that are being disparaged and stuff like that but anyway getting back to the topic at hand I got an article pushed to my phone this week <clears throat> describing Describing, stop moving. He's really running in a circle. Oh. Got him. We'll see how. But I had an article that was pushed to my phone, and it was, I think it was a scientist back in the 40s. Can't remember his name, but I. Uh, he was referencing something called the Upanishads. I'll say that again, the Upanishads. Upanishad is uh, a portion of these sacred texts, these sacred Hindu texts that have to do with philosophy. And the, the Upanishads portion of the Vedas are usually have to do with wisdom and oftentimes they 
are quoted, I believe, anecdotally. Uh, I don't think that... Ooh, I already have that. I don't believe that quantum physicists would have uh, quoted these specifically for science backing. But in this article, they were speaking about it specifically as it relates to the nature of, I believe it was protons and electrons. Keep Nailed it. Oh, they're running away. That's good to know. There's got to be more supplies around here somewhere. But getting back to that original topic that I mentioned that Amber and I were talking about, there's this before we dive into what he was saying with the Upanishads. There's this idea that protons and electrons don't exist in a in a finite location. Like if you had a a map or a box and you said there is a electron in here at this very specific part of the box quantum physics says that there's a likelihood of an electron existing in a certain space based on the density of a cloud of electrons rather than saying there's an electron right here and it see you Mao. it was good hearing from you brother This is exactly how we fell off that uh, second floor. Lies. But, so instead of... Damn, Joel's pissed. You wait here. Now, the girl, is she alive? What girl? I don't know no girl. Focus right here, right here. I'll pop your goddamn knee off. The girl. This guy kind of resembles the old man I was talking about. She's alive. David's newest pet. David, okay, so not him. Where? To the town. To the town. You're going to mark it on the map. And it better be the same exact spot your buddy points to. Mark it. It's right there. You can verify it. Go ask him. Go on. I tell you, I ain't lying. Joel's mad. Joel never killed people like that. I told you shit. That's all right. I believe him. No way. Joel, big man. 
Wakey, wakey. Come on. Let's go. Stop. <laughs> God, Ellie's killing it right now. Biting people, not letting them out. I warned Sorry for those of you watching. I'm trying to detail it too for the listeners. This is definitely the old man here. Old man has a knife, looking to kill her. What'd you say? Everything happens for a reason, right? What the hell is that? She would have turned by now. It can't be real. Looks pretty fucking real to me. Oh. So now knowing that small detail in physics, I would never... Uh, I'm trying to get away from you, Jack. There we go. Alright, we have nothing. No supplies. Yeah, you're right. We do need a gun. Let's go way under. Med kit. Good to have. Someone down. Where are you at? Alright, so you guys are outside. There's a broken window here, but is there cover?
But okay, so now that we're in the game, there's nothing in the drawer. Oh, another door. Gotta be something. So now knowing that small detail about quantum physics, Just about how I thought a real adult fight would go with the kid. <laughs> Alright, so we need to escape is what we need. So this article popped up and it was this old physicist. And he described kind of how the quantum physics work, just like I was saying. And he was asking interesting questions about... about the intangibles and the tangible parts of the world that we live in. And I just, I just found it was interesting. And I, I read the Vedas in college and some other ancient Hindu and Indian texts. Of course they were, they had to be translated and a lot of it is oftentimes roughly translated because it's in Sanskrit. But he was talking about something called the Brahman and the Atman. And Brahman is, is what we consider the, like the perceivable world, right? The, uh, the reality around you, the wind, the earth, uh, our perceptions of things. And the Atman is the intangible, yourself, the, uh, the thing that cannot be measured, uh, the soul if you will, because uh, you can measure consciousness in a way, and I guess that that's all a matter of definition. You you can argue that consciousness may might just be the ability to perceive and react, and. In uh, in when, when talking about perception, that is something that's very measurable, and you know what parts of the brain and what parts of the body are used to perceive the world around you, right? Your air, your uh, your ears have hair in them to to vibrate according to sounds, and and the brain uh, reads that and and translate it. Oh. Oh shit. 
That was my beard or spider. The more interesting questions. Hey, who's that? Oh. Come on, get out of here. Also, I could have knifed him. That'd be so much easier. Oh my god, that's what they do? So to, to take a step back and when I was talking about the cloud of electrons there a there was an experience uh, an experience an experiment performed to kind of illustrate that but I'll say it in a different way the experiment was designed to show that that some Jesus Christ why is he moving so fast got him okay cool but the experiment was to show that something can change or maybe doesn't exist until it is observed and the way they did this was you can look it up for the details I'm going to do a really crappy job kind of imitating what it was supposed to be there were rays of of light Son of a bitch. Jesus there were certain beams of light that were shine and electrons were were shot through the rays of light and under varied conditions they were observed and every time they they were not they they were measured to where they weren't anticipated to be so maybe they were in a different section of the beam or they were in a different beam of light altogether just brought up kind of like an interesting anecdotal way of, uh, of naming things and that's what led us led Amber and I to that conversation with what she was studying oh, 
And in this, this sense, let me go back to the, And in this context of the article, when this guy was talking about like the sense of self and the world around you and perception and perceivability, his remarks were, were kind of curious to me because the way he explained the, the static states of matter in physics is that most things were in wave form or are all in waveform, but because of our limited perception of the world that these waves were degraded into a different state of matter. And led him to the question of how much do the intangibles impact the tangibles, right? Like, how does our intangible soul, like something that's immeasurable, allow us to kind of control our body, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, the things that it's meant to to be human, for lack of better terms. And also begs the contemplation of does reality exist because of consciousness uh, if nothing was there to perceive it would it exist I'd kind of like the fun science question right but it's the way the science question was always posed to you in high school was like did something make a sound rather than does the thing exist uh, the question I'm referring to if a tree falls in the woods and is if nobody's there to hear it did a tree really fall would have been the way I, I would ask it now. Is there a tree and did the tree actually fall? Whereas in high school they asked you if a tree fell in the woods, does it make a sound? But anyway, that's far more boring than I wanted to get. Moving into something a little bit more upbeat and interesting the artist spotlight of the episode is earth gang they uh <laughs> at least in my mind they don't need any introduction i know they haven't been getting the uh kind of the praise they deserve in my opinion i've been listening to them actually qu quite a bit for the last well, it's 2021 so probably for the last three years or so some supplies. Oh, but I've seen the line. These monkeys, I don't know why these remind me of NFTs.
But uh, any hoodles. So the artist is Earth Gang. I've been listening to him for about three years. I don't think they've been getting the attention they deserve. Uh, they're a duo based out of Atlanta. And how interesting. Oh, shit. Nailed it. see if we get any ammo out of that but they're a duo out of Atlanta and I actually I started listening to them far before we before Amber even considered going to school here in Georgia so it was kind of cool to to learn about that or at least look into it more and after knowing that I was going to be in Atlanta I was like oh that'd be cool if we get the opportunity to come see them or like at a local show or something like that. But, I mean, within those three years, these guys have been popping up all over the place. They've won. They've been nominated for multiple awards. I can't remember if it was for... If it was BET, like Best Rapper and stuff like that, or Best Duo. Or if it was other uh, organizations, but... I really like them. It's uh, I wrote down their names because I can never remember anything, but uh, one of the guys, his name is Johnny Venus, and where's the other guy's name? Did I write that down? Uh, Amber had to walk in here and mess everything up. Turn on the lights. Are you unmuted? Yeah, I'm unmuted now. Hello. Wait, are people following you? Uh, Mauro was on here. Oh, hi, He's not on anymore, at least oh. I don't think. He might be. Huh? Uh, you fed him. Yeah. Aren't I? <sighs> but, uh... Before I was rudely interrupted. I thought it was uh, kind of interesting. So the duo, they started Earth Gang when they both went to an HCBU, HBCU in Atlanta. I'm looking for it. I don't want to get the name of the school wrong. Ooh, it was Hampton University. And they also had founded, they started by finding a kind of a band if you will a rap group called spillage village you can hear my fat cat back there he's going to get diabetes he is 20 something odd pounds and is round as a meatball and will yell at you constantly throughout the day to get him all the food uh, but anyway they founded a a group called spillage village that's still out today they also came out with an album spillagen they're, uh, like last episode, I'm including another bonus track from another group that I do mention during the segment. So this week is Spillage Village. I think the song I included in the Spotify playlist uh, that's linked in the description of the episode is uh, Baptize. And there are, I think, three or four other songs that I included there from Earth Gang. I tried to include at least one from the different albums that they put out throughout the years. Uh, their 
studio debut album was with J. Cole's Dreamville Records. And that came out, I think, in... I swear it's 2019, but it could be 2020. And the name of the album was Mirrorland. Uh, a lot of the songs are pretty dope on there. The The food might be ready, boo. I haven't checked it. Are you texting me? I wouldn't be surprised if you were. Tamar? Yeah. I know. I was unlocking it for you. You need my thumbprint. Why are you whispering? It's okay. Anyway, I wrote so I wrote down some of the other members of the Spillage Village group because they're all kind of they're getting big in their own right now, and some of them are also with uh, Dreamville Records. In so in Spillage Village, they have JID Black that spells six L A C K for the uninitiated, Hollywood J B and Jordan Bryant, two brothers, and Mariba M E R E B A, and. And their album uh, recently, or their newest album recently came out in uh, this last year. I ended up pre-ordering the vinyl, which took entirely too long to get to us, but it was really bad that the vinyl was like an opaque white color, but had like, I wouldn't know if to call them like tie-dye, but there were like streaks of different colors going around the outside of the vinyl. Uh, but before I link the vinyl to the next story that I wanted to, that I just thought of right now, the songs that I recommended for Earth Gang are Liquor Stowe, that's S-T-O, not S-T-O-R-E, Top Down, that's from their most recent Mirrorland album, or, yes, and Cocktail, Liquor Stowe and Cocktail are both from older albums. Uh, they also have a couple of songs on uh, J. Cole's Dreamfield record, just released like the Big Old Variety album probably two years ago now. I don't know. Pandemic speeds up time. Uh, so you can find them through there. I think Wells Fargo, is that the name of the song, babe? Earth Gang's on that one. Yeah, but uh, what I wanted to get into with the, the albums, I didn't mention it last week when I was talking about Led Zeppelin and where we got it from. Uh, so if you listen to the last episode, I talked how we found a shit ton of albums inside a dumpster, but what I didn't or failed to mention was we totally conspiracized how they ended up there. <laughs> and, uh, we, we, I don't know, it tickles us because there was, I was one of probably three white people in that, that complex and out of the three myself and presumably the husband of the other couple were very chill and laid back and his wife was not or didn't appear to be God, over there shooting me looks I had to mute my mic <laughs> Just because no, she was confused on the story. Uh, 
I know. I need blinders on. Did you get whatever you needed? No, I thought I did fine. Okay. God, she made me feel like she knew that lady, and I shouldn't be bad-mouthing her. <laughs> but, so, so our theory was this other white guy was super cool. We always saw him. He was tatted to the gills. And he, uh, he was always nice to us, right? Saying hi and just chit-chat, but his wife would always shoot us dirty looks for I don't know what, man. And right, so we saw some pedal go down where maybe he was leaving. Now I can't remember where I am at all. Where he wasn't around very often and he was coming and going. I don't know. It could have been a work thing. Could have not been. All this could be very disingenuous. And... Oh, there's a... And we actually saw, like, a bunch of records in his, his garage. Everybody always had their kids out uh, playing in these like driveways that went up and down the the townhomes and and so I think I, I helped them move something once he just asked for some quick help and and I can't find where we're supposed to be <laughs> and so our little fantasy was that he was or like wanted to be a DJ or something like that because all there there were a bunch of vinyls that were just singles and there were duplicates of them like maybe one got worn out I kind of know how much of a... I don't know. Maybe that lady's a nice lady and I shouldn't be talking crap, but, but she sure didn't look nice. So we can totally see her like getting fed up with, with some middle-aged dude who maybe wanted to be a DJ or maybe he just did his own thing for himself and just got mad and threw him away or, or something when he started disappearing. Note to self. Plates on the floor make noise. We just felt bad for him. We felt like we were collecting his broken dreams out of the trash can. Got thrown yourself. And we are in need. He shall provide. Oh, we're in a cult. We are for sure in a cult here. <laughs> are you breaking shot glasses?
What the hell? <laughs> this week, uh, earlier this year, the I was totally, I was surprised, but you know, now. <laughs> Are you talking to me or the cat? <laughs> I didn't say anything because everybody was on the self-love kick. But uh, this Brazilian model uh, married herself. How long ago? I'll tell you. Three months ago. 90 days. And uh, she divorced herself this week. <laughs> and at the time, everybody was praising her self-love and stuff like that. And she was in a better relationship, which, I mean, like, I totally get the point of her then. Right, like thinking about marrying yourself, it's an act of self-love or whatever. But what's not to love if you're <laughs> like, how radical is it really to marry yourself if you're a Brazilian model? I know, but you're not a Brazilian model. Just kidding. You are in my mind. You're my Brazilian model. Why? Why am I being weird? I feel like I stumbled into something I'm not supposed to be at yet. Coughing like things are on fire. Yeah, I definitely broke in somewhere where I wasn't supposed to be. Alright, let's get out of here then. Oh, I can't. I broke the game, Ben. I know, I could tell. choose to do a PhD program. You too could be starting a world famous podcast. Did I really? <laughs> Again with the cannibals. I can't hear you at all. I have his headphones on. Don't. No one that's infected fights this hard to stay alive. What? What is it? Tracks of yours. Had me back there. For a second, you shook my face. But only for a second. But I would I. When I read that article about that lady divorcing herself, I uh, it took me back to high school when Kim Kardashian married Chris Humphreys. <laughs> and so I did the math, and she was married for 1.25 Kardashian marriage units. Oh, come on. Get this guy's tickets. Tickets is keys. You know, I really 
really wish you hadn't killed Jay. That was good, kid. Too mad. You keep surprising me. Oh. You give up now. little girl's walking around responding to this guy saying okay, he's gonna find her and she's like yeah go fuck yourself I think I'm going to save the rest of my notes for the next episode. And I also want to start recording a couple of weeks. I know during the, the winter, I'm probably going to be a little busy. Uh, I'm going to be in LA for a couple of weeks. So, to all the LA homies who listen, thanks again. Uh, I'll reach out to you guys so we can try to get together maybe one night or something like that. But thanks again for everybody for listening. Really appreciate you guys supporting this. Do all the things. Comment. Comments on the things. That, I got a, I got approved for like some kind of like early access to adding my video to the podcast on Spotify. So uh, I'm going to figure out how to do that too. So if you guys are listening on Spotify, video will be coming to you guys soon. Uh, but if you guys want the video and you're not already listening or not already watching it, it's on YouTube. I think they're... They also uh, retain the the recordings on Twitch for a little while, maybe two weeks, 10 to 14 days, whatever it is, something like that. But all the, the socials and the Twitches and the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the Face Spaces and everything's all Couchless Co-op, C-O-U-C-H-L-E-S-S-C-O-O-P. I think I'm most active on Twitter. That's where I kind of announce when I'm going live and stuff like that. So if you guys are interested in the lives, uh, follow me on Twitter. And uh, usually a link is automatically tweeted out when I go live on Twitch and YouTube. So you can just click on one or the other and it'll work out. Uh, but until next time, I'll be watching Family Chantel with Amber because we watch trash TV when we're not doing important things. Oh yeah, and Hawkeye. That's right. I don't really talk about my Marvel addiction. I'll have to address that one episode or multiple episodes. What's Spencer? Nah, oh, your mother. Anyway, talk to you guys next time.